just remember that uh, you can make a difference uh, no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through and no matter where you came from um, or where you're going, you know, we have an opportunity again, once again, to, to make a difference in the lives of everybody we come in contact with every single day. Um, even when things might not be going your way, uh, you know, uh, you can still make a, a big difference in the lives of others. It's Do Good Week on Wisco Legacy. We have Eric Salzweddle from Do Good Wisconsin. On this week's episode, we talk about uh, his origin story, how he came to be uh, committed to community service and volunteering and giving back, and how he developed uh, with his co-founder, Brian Herbst, Do Good Wisconsin. As part of this week, I'm really excited to be uh, promoting Do Good Week here on Wisco Legacy. Uh, I'm personally going to be committing myself to doing good for others, and I'm really hoping all the listeners here will do the same. If you do something good and want to share that, uh, head on out to our social media and comment on our post saying what you did, or uh, post yourself and use the hashtag WiscoLegacy. And with that, let's dive on into episode 36 of Wisco Legacy with Eric Salzweddle. Hi, this is Eric Salzweddle, co-founder of Do Good Wisconsin, and this is my Wisco Legacy. I'm excited to have Eric Salzweddle on today's episode. Uh, he's the co-founder of Do Good Wisconsin. Eric, welcome to Wisco Legacy. Thanks for having me, Corey. Excited to be here. You are a native Wisconsinite. Uh, you spent, uh, I believe, most of your life here in Wisconsin. Can you talk about growing up here in Wisconsin? Yeah, I grew up in, in Columbus, Wisconsin, so just north of Madison a little bit. And uh, yeah, that's where I was all the way through um, through high school. And I went off to college at UW Oshkosh and I got my bachelor degree there uh, with uh, human services and leadership. And then I ended up making my way down to Janesville for a couple of years, uh, running a marketing firm down there, and then kind of proceeding upwards back towards Madison. And now my, my wife, son, and I, we live in Marshall, Wisconsin. So you, you've hit a few different different cities around the state of Wisconsin. Um, I, I want to talk about, you're, you're a nonprofit leader in, in the Wisconsin region. Uh, when did that passion for giving back start with you? You know, I remember uh, growing up uh, doing the jump rope for heart thing, right? I think this might have been third or fourth grade. Uh, I think many of us or many listening might kind of relate a little bit to that. And I remember at that point now, uh, you know, I thought it was kind of cool, right? You'd get the form and it said, if you raise so much, you'd get little trinkets basically, right? Well, you know, I wanted to be that top fundraiser, uh, not because at that point did I realize the difference I was making with the American Heart Association and the funds raised, but it's like, I wanted that duffel bag, right? Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things though, early on, though, was just the, truly the support of my family. You know, a lot of times it was like, here, mom and dad, you know, here is the envelope uh, for donations. Can you please take it to your work and ask all of your coworkers to make a donation? And, you know, and they helped me with that and supported that. And of course I, you know, made my effort as well. Uh, probably at that point, not as much as I do now, but um, you know, there, there were a few times that I, I became that, that top fundraiser. But again, I looked at, at that point in my life, just the accolades of like, oh, cool. I was the top fundraiser, but I got all this really cool free stuff, right? All these incentive prizes. 
Um, you know, but, but through eighth grade though, at some point, uh, a couple of years later, I, I did start to volunteer right across the street from my school. I went to Zion Lutheran school in, in Columbus, uh, was a nursing home. And I found out and I don't recall exactly how it came to be, but that they would look for volunteers and the opportunity to go there right after school, to volunteer, I would, uh, you know, be there volunteering with the elderly and helping them. Uh, with bingo or church and, and mainly going, you know, to their room, getting them and kind of wheeling them to church or wheeling them to my favorite, which was bingo and kind of working uh, or, or, or being there with, uh, with a senior citizen and, and, and playing bingo with them and just having some fun and building a great relationship with, with the elderly. And um, that was super, super impactful. And I, I, I'll never forget, you know, there was one, uh, her name was Grace, um, and I remember there's one time she won like a little, little tiny stuffed goose that could fit in your hand. And, uh, I, and she gave it to me and I'm like, this is so cool. and so nice of her. And, and unfortunately not too long after that, she had passed away. And, um, you know, and so that kind of gave me a, maybe a little sense of like, well, maybe, you know, I'm kind of making a difference in someone's life. And, um, this was meaningful, something I got from somebody that, you know, uh, gave me this, this, uh, this gift and, and um, moving forward, when I went into high school, I, I didn't do necessarily a lot in high school, I would say, from a volunteer standpoint or giving back. Uh, but I do remember my senior year of high school, I saw in my guidance counselor's office was a poster to volunteer at an MDA camp, a Muscular Dystrophy Association camp. And I had no idea what, when, what muscular dystrophy was. And, you know, it's not like I daily was around someone in a wheelchair and worked with them and you know so on and so forth and anyway I decided to volunteer I was the only one in my high school to volunteer so I signed up I filled in this huge application uh, well, it wasn't huge but but uh to me it was at that moment and and so I sent it in and and, and uh, I was starting the preparation process of of going to this camp for a week to, to be paired up with some someone or a kid or youth that had muscular dystrophy to uh, help them have the best week of their life at this camp uh, with others. And and I didn't realize, though, that the, the day camp started was also the same day that I was graduating high school. So literally, I, I got my – I was walking across the stage. I got my high school diploma, and then I jumped in my parents' van because I was already late for this camp. And so, of course, it made me super nervous. It's like the one guy, new volunteer that's showing up late, right? And uh, – you know, I got paired up with a, a kid. His name was Eric, uh, ironically as well. And and uh, man, it, it was such a life changing experience to, to be around somebody different than myself and um, helping them and assisting them do things that they may not be able to do on their own. And just seeing the appreciation and the smile and the the love um, coming from all of that. And it was just it's an incredible feeling when you're able to give this somebody that might not be able to give something back to you. And, you know, the last day of camp, uh, I remember uh, there was another camper, her name was Bella, uh, that asked for me and like, she wanted to give me a hug before she got in her, in the van, in her van and, 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 and go back to back home. Right. And it was, she wanted to give me a hug. And, and like, I don't know, at that moment, it just, again, really hit me just the difference I was making, even though maybe right then and there, I wasn't thinking like, am I really making that big of an impact? But then to see 
um, you know, a, a kid with tears in her eyes and appreciating me for the relationship and the friendship I built with her in just a few days and just saying hi and just a few things of interaction that the difference I could make in someone's life um, can can happen very quickly. And it was just a, a really um, an incredible moment that, uh, that, that's always stuck with me and proceeding when I, when I went into college, then, you know, I, I started doing a number of volunteer activities and especially when I switched my major to human services, knowing maybe at some point I want to get in the nonprofit sector. Now, mind you, it took me a few years to switch to this major. Cause I initially thought, Oh, I'm going to be, uh, I want to work, um, as like an athletic trainer. I like to help people and I like sports. <laughs> uh, well, medical terminology was not my, uh, yeah, that wasn't up there. So I'm like, mm, no, nah, maybe not. And then I was starting to do some marketing and sales. I'm like, well, maybe I should switch my major to business. Well, uh, economics wasn't, uh, no, no, no I, that, that, that didn't work. And so, uh, um, came across human services. Uh, you know, a lot, it's a very broad field that you can get into. And obviously a lot of it's really the helping field, um, and helping others. And that's what I majored in. And, and, um, I actually became a president of that organization on, on campus and, and volunteered with numerous different organizations. And then when I was in college, you know, I was a big bowler. I liked to bowl and, and uh, at that time, I was also a big brother for Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I knew that they had their fundraiser, their bowl for kids' sake. And I'm like, well, I want to start my own bowl-a-thon. So I dragged friends to go bowling, didn't know what the heck I was doing. We raised like $930. Uh, and that event now, I mean, is, you know, we ran it for 12 years pre-COVID, and it's raised $150,000. And this was me as a college student, not knowing what the heck I was doing. Um and again, that's just something I would voluntarily do. And I, I still, I did it even when I didn't even live in that area. You know, even when I lived down in Janesville and going all the way back up to Oshkosh, um, it was, uh, was kind of an incredible experience. And so uh, then I got into marketing after college, but then I, uh, I volunteered in Haiti a few different times. And I feel like that's where my heart and my passion was. And then that proceeded into helping with uh, adults with mental and cognitive disabilities cognitive disabilities. And then I moved into, um, into the nonprofit sector, working there for several years until I started my own consulting firm. Um, still kind of in that charitable, charitable component side of things. So, um, that's a, a long version, I think, Corey, for you. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's great. Um, you've had some incredible experiences through that. Uh, when I was in college, I was a president of the Edgewood College Rotaract Club. We did a lot of volunteering community service and the impact you can make by doing that. Um, and that feeling you get from, from giving back is just so incredible. Can you talk about that feeling? Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's one of those feelings, right. That, that I feel like it's hard to explain. You have to experience it. And I feel like the only chance time you get a chance to ex experience that is when you go out of your comfort zone, uh, you're around people that are not like you and, you know, there, there's, there's a multitude of different ways of, of giving, right? And, um, and it can make you feel good in all different ways, right? One is volunteering your time. So going to this camp, right, uh, really changed my life and my perspective and my lens and how I view the world. Um, and, and I think that's what it, it truly does to you when you volunteer and especially in different capacities, uh, and giving back and, and sometimes people's volunteer experiences are different and it depends different organizations. I mean, I've, uh, I was blessed with the opportunity to go down to, I've been down to Guatemala, 
Uh, I was the only one from Wisconsin to do it. I saw an organization online. I decided to go do that over my spring break and I had to raise money to go do that and made 30 friends and volunteer down there. And, and uh, then when I bragged on Facebook one time that I had like a $750 airline credit from American Airlines, a person I did that I didn't really know commented, said, hey, you know, American Airlines is uh, the airline really to had to come to Haiti if you ever want to help us build a medical clinic. And I'm like, heck yeah. And that turned into me going three times down to Haiti, uh, you know, the, the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. And you go there and you see... Uh, the way some people the people live that you may never ever see here in the U.S., even though there are situations like that in the U.S. But you you go down there and and, and you're working on this medical clinic, and you know um, sometimes through the night, and and some of the Haitian workers are you know sleeping on a piece of cardboard on the concrete floor, and you're kind of like, okay, yeah, my uh, my good. My bad days are really not bad days, right? There are other people that have it worse than me. And again, I think that's what really changed my life and my perspective on a lot of things is because I've, I've had the opportunity to experience a lot of this. And I encourage people to do it because the feeling is, is, is remarkable. When you can do something for somebody that cannot pay you, pay you back, uh, repay you, um, you know, that it's, it's something that's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's the best feeling in the world. Um, Right. I mean, it just it releases those uh, that the happy drug, the serotonin right in your brain. That's like, you know, that makes you feel good. And um, when you're giving and when you're receiving and when you're visually just seeing people do that, I think that's one of the things that's inspired me so much to do what I'm doing. And I share a lot what I do, not because I want a pat on the back, but simply because I hope to inspire other people to do the same thing. Um, that they can do the same thing, right? It's it's not just a monetary thing of like, hey, just donate money. You can donate your time. You can donate your skills, your things. You can advocate. Um, there's so many different ways of giving back, and um, it's just it's just something I hope more and more people uh, get the chance to do. And there's a lot of ways you can do that and find opportunities online, etc. So. Mm-hmm. Where did that drive come from? Did you have people around you growing up that helped uh, build that drive within you to, to get back? You know, I remember when I was doing marketing and sales for a while, I, uh, my manager, you know, was very encouraging and, you know, read this book by Matthew Kelly called the dreams manager. And we kind of did this like workshop of like writing down a hundred of your dreams, things that you want to accomplish in your life. Like not if there's, you know, you know, money's not an issue, blah, 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 blah. What do you want to accomplish and do, uh, right? Like your bucket list. And so literally I wrote down like a hundred different things. Um, and, and I remember then it was like, okay, well then we kind of broke that down kind of over certain different year periods. Right. And then the next thing is like, well, what do you want to do over the next year? And one, so I wrote down three things and one was to start my own fundraiser. Um, the second was to travel to and volunteer in a different country. And the third was to, uh, get in shape, which was that, that's a rough one to say whether or not I got in shape. Maybe I just crossed that one off. Like, yeah, I think so. Maybe, but, um, you know, and I, and I printed that off on a half sheet and I put it next to my bunk bed in my dorm room. And so every morning when I had, when I woke up, I would see like, that's what I want to accomplish. And then I just kind of laid out that path or I figured out a path or I Googled 
How do people start a bolathon? What do people charge? What do people get? How do you do this? And 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 then it just like went to the bowling alley and it said, "Hey, I want to do a bolathon or raise money. How do I do it?" And just googling things and figuring out ways to do it. The same thing with like volunteering in another country. And I was googling a couple things, and and next thing you know, uh, getting signed up to go to Guatemala. You know, not speaking Spanish. I'm not fluent in Spanish. I know a few words. But, um, and I was the only one from Wisconsin to go. <laughs> Nobody else is from the States. And, um, you know, and, and just the encouragement of, uh, and support from so many people. And, you know, some people knew what I was doing and some, some didn't, and that's okay. I think, um, again, it's when you get a chance to go and experience that. And I mean, that was truly my first time going out of the country to volunteer and, um, you know, when you're pulling up to a small village and you see a line, like 200 people standing outside long to get free medical care, um, eye doctor medicine, you know, seeing a, a grandmother being rolled in in a wheelbarrow uh, because they hear there's a free medical clinic happening uh, for three days and they, they walk for like several miles. I don't know how long, but with their grandmother in the wheelbarrow to, to give her assistance because they had no transportation. Um, again, it's an eye-opening experience and it changes your lens and how you view the world and how you view things that happen to you personally, uh, professionally, and just any anything in life. And so, um, yeah, there just there were just several things. And so uh, just blessed with the finding some of these opportunities and, and getting involved early. Mm-hmm. And, and having those opportunities at a younger age really helps build that foundation to, to go to where you're at right now. And that's, that's where I want to want to go is talk about Do Good Wisconsin. Can you talk about uh, when you launched Do Good Wisconsin and what were your initial goals with that? Yeah, you know, in, in 2019, we officially launched Do Good Wisconsin, which the idea behind that is was to become a platform that just highlighted the good that everyday ordinary people are doing in communities across the state. And we're not talking nonprofits because we, we frankly know nonprofits are doing some great things every single day. Uh, we're talking about the seven-year-old that raises $40,000 for a charity doing a lemonade stand or, or the 96-year-old that's cro- crocheting their whole life and donating stuff to the hospital and, and, and different stories like that, whether they happen to be one-off stories or something that's ongoing, whether it's a, it's an individual, whether it's a family, whether it's a business that's truly just making a difference in their community and finding ways to help and support. And, you know, a lot of this spawned off of just being sick and tired of seeing all the negative stuff you see on social media and the news. And one of the reasons I don't really watch the news is because nearly every single thing is, is negative. I mean, it's like you turn on the news, this person died. There's a war over here. This is a horrible thing happening over here. Um, so I wanted to try to find the one out of like every 15 news stories. that's actually positive and heartfelt. And Hey, there are a lot more good things happening in communities across Wisconsin than all this negative stuff that you see. Uh, and it's fueled and by a lot of things. Right. But, um, so I launched do good Wisconsin essentially as that platform. And, and one of the initial programs we started right away to support was actually teachers. And so I turned to Brian Herbst. Brian is uh, the other co-founder, a good friend of mine. Years ago, actually, even in uh, college, we started a a thing called Project Volunteers where we wanted to go around and inspire the youth to find ways to volunteer in their community and give back and share our stories. So we brought him on to be a co-founder of Do Good Wisconsin and assistant to grow this organization. 
Um, but, um, yeah, so, so he came on board and, and, and then, you know, we wanted to support teachers. I mentioned, you know, there's always all, all these school supply drives for students, which are needed and it's awesome. But I'm like, I have so many of my friends that are teachers and it's like they are underpaid. They have to pay. They, a lot of times they pay for so many supplies for their classroom out of their own pockets. And I'm like, let's do something for them. And uh, so we, we put it out there on social media and I had 150 teachers email me from across the state that asked for supplies. And, uh, we did the best we could to gather supplies and donation donations. And we put them into a box and we supported 105 teachers and we drove them personally all across the state from Eagle river to Kenosha, uh, to Platteville, all over, uh, lacrosse. Um, and we gave what got in their box and, and then we did it again the next year in, in 2020. Now, of course, this was right when the pandemic hit. Um, now, of course, this was when we started doing this, we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and with, with the school year, uh, yet we still had just over 600 teachers apply from across the state and, uh, that, and we ended up supporting, I think it was like 250 teachers, and um, so that's one of our big programs right now. Uh, we're supporting over a hundred, just over a hundred teachers this year, um, and uh, we're we're raising some funds to to, to do that. And uh, we're we're supporting them with even more uh, more supplies than we we've had in, in years past. And so we've had overall over the last four years, we've had over twelve hundred teachers apply uh, with us, and, and and we're hoping to grow that program. But we're also looking to grow additional uh, programs um, that. Will can will also help support communities across the state, and um, so we've got some initiatives that we're we're in the process of doing and supporting teachers and recognizing uh, students uh, that are giving back and doing some great things to hopefully encourage them to continue to do that. Uh, and we have some other things uh, in in the in the books um, that we're that we're working on and excited about. That's that's really great. Can you talk about some of the uh, lessons you learned throughout those first the, the first year or two uh, that have helped kind of build to where you're at today? Yeah, um, you know it's 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 spinning a lot of plates. Uh, I've always been uh, the type that's like, oh, you know, people that say I have too much on my plate. I always say, well, get a bigger plate. Um, but, uh, but you know, it, it, everyone's in a different stage of their life in which, you know, how they get involved in things. And, you know, uh, in 2019, uh, I also got married, um, and then we bought a house at the end of that year. And, and in 2020, um, we found out we were expecting the beginning of the year as well, but it's, it's, um, you know, when you have a passion for something, you find a way to just, you, you know, um, grow it and find a way to make it happen, you know, and that, that kind of again circles back to the determination and the commitment I had from starting my own bowl-a-thon, not knowing what I'm doing to just simply finding a way. Um, but, you know, I also had some, a little bit of time to do that. It's been kind of tough a little bit now, right? Balancing a family and, and, uh, my work and my company and, and, uh, in this, this organization, but, um, uh, there's still a lot of learning right now. We're still in such a, you know, we officially just became a 501c3 nonprofit at the end of 2021, December, technically. So really 2022 here has been the first official full year uh, of being a nonprofit. And, you know, we have found ways in, in years past that we've been able to support these teachers. We've never taken any funds or 100% volunteer run. And uh, we're committing to that. And, 
you know, like I said, there, there's a lot of challenges, you know, and I think a lot of it's sometimes time right now. I think for both Brian, myself, you know, we have ambassadors across the state of Wisconsin. Once a year, we look for folks that want to help us grow the organization and find some more good news and spread some more good. Um, but uh, that, that help us out tremendously. We're growing our board of board of directors, and it's just one step at the t- step at a time, right? And um, you know, but when you have a passion behind it, and you know your why, I think that's always the important thing. Is like why why did I do it, right? When t- times get tough and things are, you know, you feel defeated at times, uh, whether you're starting a business, you have a business, you don't have a business, it's just life in general. It's like why you're doing what you're doing. You know, maybe it's uh, supporting your family. Maybe it's uh, trying to find ways to share more good things happening in communities. And that's uh, that's why I do what I do. Um, I want this world to be a better place because I'm here. Um, I want this, this state of Wisconsin to be better because I'm here. Uh, I guess maybe I'm jumping ahead here. I'm thinking like the legacy, right? I guess uh, of what I want to leave behind. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it just it's just find, finding that passion and, and going through those hurdles and those speed bumps. Because if you're not running into those speed bumps and things that you know you're going the wrong direction, I think sometimes. But um, just passion, finding ways through it. Yep, and you touched on, you know, growing a family. You you work a, a full time job while you're doing this. It's it's a lot to balance. I, I'm I have two young kids, and I try and make sure I do all the podcast stuff when they're sleeping or you know, they're they're out doing other things. So, um, just that balance is, is tough. But when you're when you're passionate about something, like you said, um, you will find the time and and you'll get it done. And uh, I'm I'm excited to see uh, what what you have in store for the future. You have you've had some cool things you've done over the last few years um, around Do Good Wisconsin. Uh, I want to talk about the Venmo challenge. Can you talk about uh, what you did with that and the impact that that had uh, on the state of Wisconsin? Yeah, you know, I was connected with a gentleman on LinkedIn, and I saw he actually had mentioned something about a Venmo challenge, and no idea, intrigued of what that was, right, initially, and he shared, like, hey, the idea here is try to support servers and wait staff in, in the service industry uh, during COVID, right, when it hit, and, you know, kind of summertime and even into the fall and winter, right, of 2020. And he shared the idea of like, you know, we're, you know, if you want to send me, here's my Venmo. If you want to send any dollar amount, we're just going to give a hundred percent of that and surprise a, a waiter, a waitress. And so I like, that's an easy idea. That's awesome. I'm like, I'm going to do that here in Madison. And so I, I put it out there. I didn't get a lot of uh, initial support uh, from, from friends and, and others. I mean, we got, I got $60. And the first time we did it, uh, I did it to the golf cart lady way up north, uh, the, the beverage cart lady. And and it, it was fun. It was a cool initial experience, right? And then I'm like, you know, I had uh, my cousin record it. And, you know, so people saw the reaction. Uh, but second, also, is like true transparency of seeing where people's money are going and the difference you're making. So some people aren't able to all go out or they were, you know, truly, you know, staying indoors, whatever the case may be. But they were seeing like, wow, I'm able to contribute, whether it was $5 or $20, they're like, wow, look at like, that's my money. That's the difference I was able to make. And, and so fast forward to doing it, you know, I don't know, over 50 times now. I don't know. We've given out over $30,000 to wait staff. I everywhere from a $60 tip to the largest tip we gave out was $4,500. 
Um, and you know, there was an instance in, in Madison where somebody had wrote, uh, a homophobic, um, comment on a receipt and not left it, didn't leave a tip on a $150 bill. And, um, I was kind of notified or it was told about it. And I am like, we got to do something about this. So I screenshotted it at some point, a friend of mine sent it to me and who knew this person and, and they later deleted it. They were just mad that this happened to them. Right. And so I'm like, well, let's do something about this. So when I reshared that picture, I'm like, you know, let's do the Venmo challenge. And, you know, uh, in 36 hours, I had $4,500 sent to me in Venmo from people all across the world. And it was crazy. And we went there and we gave it to this person in cash. Um, now, this was the person that they respectfully asked that we didn't share the video, which we respected. Um, but uh, so I had like six other people there with me. It was truly incredible, but it was also awkward at the same time because we're on the outs outside patio with packed full of people and you're counting out a lot of money because I just do it in I usually count it out, right? It, it's kind of, you see their reaction. And some people think that they're pretty blown away when they get a $20 tip, the servers. And and uh, then you keep going. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a blessing. You know, a lot of the things that I do, um, I wouldn't be able to do if I didn't have the support of so many other people. And I think that that's a lot of the reasons because of just how you treat people and being respectful of others. And people see your true character of who you are and what you're trying to do. And I think I've done that most of my life. And, and a lot of people just get behind. Um, I think people that they see the passion, they see um, why they'd want to support. They see my why and why I'm here and, um, and why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, and people got, get, got behind it. And it was just like the coolest thing. Like a friend of mine and I, we'd go out for it. We'd grab one drink at the bar and then uh, leave a $450 tip. <laughs> and, uh, and again in cash we always gave different cash and we'd record it and we'd share these stories and um yeah it was just it was fun it's fun and we did it over this Chris, this past christmas we did we teamed up um with michael johnson from the boys and girls club and and and, and chef dave hyde there at the um in town here uh does a lot of big things and, and community things and so we um we went around and we blessed some people, uh, some servers just before the holiday season. And so, so it's all about. Yeah, that's, that's truly incredible. What, what you're able to do. And I, I couldn't imagine being in that, you know, sitting here watching you count out 20 after 20 after 20 and just what's rushing through your head at that time, but you're making an impact in for them. They're also, you know, kicking up that serotonin level in you where you're like really excited about it. And, um, that's just, that's incredible. Absolutely. I was going to talk about some, some upcoming events that you have. Uh, I know there's a golf outing coming up in August. Is that correct? Yeah. So, I mean, in order ways to support do good Wisconsin, I mean, we have a, we have a golf outing we have coming up, um, in, in August, uh, already here. So we have that, you know, people can find us on our website, uh, you know, do good Wisconsin.com. Uh, on our social medias, but we have a handful of other fundraisers, as I'd mentioned, being somewhat of a newer uh, nonprofit, you know, and, and things we're building on is kind of the foundational things. And part of that's fundraising to make sure we're able to do what we're able to do. You know, even with a school supply drive alone, I mean, we uh, are going to be purchasing about $15,000 worth of school supplies 
uh, for these hundred, just over a hundred teachers. And so we need to raise the funds and we're looking for support and people actually can support that, um, right now. And, and essentially just by supporting do good Wisconsin in general. So we have that event, but we have several other events that are, that are going to be, uh, coming up here soon and even across the state. So we're talking even in Wisconsin Dells, we're talking in green Bay, uh, Madison area. Um, so, so kind of stay tuned and we'll, we'll promote that up on our social media platforms. Absolutely. You mentioned a ambassador program. Can you talk a bit about what, what you do with that? Yeah. So, uh, usually the, I think it's usually the end of every year we put out a call on our Facebook and social media. If, if, uh, there's someone that wants to apply to become a do good Wisconsin ambassador, there's an application process to go through and, um, you know, an interview process. And then just, you know, if, if, if kind of everything goes, you know, goes good, you know, we bring you on as an ambassador, um, for do good Wisconsin and something you can kind of highlight yourself uh, as an ambassador. And, and then, you know, uh, again, just really helps us, uh, foundationally to, to grow as an organization, but, uh, maybe it's holding a, hosting a social to kind of let more people know about who we are, what we're doing in their community, wherever they live. And then also, you know, uh, find some more of these good news stories out there, which also, unfortunately, at the same time, you're dealing with, you know, following a lot of the news that's negative, but you try to find those positive stories so we can share that in our private group. And then we share that on our social media, all these, all these amazing stories. And, you know, we're, we're kind of really excited for the beginning of next year of, of having our first banquet gala event here in the Madison area too, to, to one also recognize actually some some individuals and businesses that uh, we've seen some of their stories and and of course raise the funds um, that we're trying to raise here with with Duluth, Wisconsin. That's awesome. Uh, what are your goals for the future? Do you ever see this expanding beyond Wisconsin? Yeah, you know it's been in the back of my head, and, and maybe some people uh, listening in aren't even from Wisconsin, but they're already tuning into this podcast. But uh, you know, we thought about you know how does how can we grow that? How can we how can it become? How can there be do good Minnesota, do good Illinois, do good Iowa, every single state, right? And um, I love to see that happen. I think foundationally, right now, we we kind of see where are our programs, what exactly do we fully want to do, and. Um, how do we want to help? What are some initiatives that can only help grow communities and, you know, charitable giving and philanthropy and encourage people to continue to do that in their community? Um, but, um, you know, we also did a, a Do Good Wisconsin tour, you know, last year. Um, yeah, this idea of going around to every major city and doing an act of kindness and Eat Street had partnered with us, you know, founded here in Madison and Wisconsin. And, uh, so we went around and, and, and we're hoping to kind of bring that back next year, which was a tour of going to every major city, surprising people, helping people in need out. It was like the coolest thing ever. And so um, hoping to, to, to grow that, you know, how can we travel around Wisconsin, you know, every day of the year and just do acts of kindness and surprise people and help people out and um, hopefully to inspire others uh, as they, as they watch that, or at least, you know, uh, again, just, just, know that there's more good things happening out there. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That, that's really cool that you're, you're doing that. And uh, one question I'm, I'm curious about and just to get your thoughts on is the impact of giving back. Can you talk about from, in your opinion, what that impact of giving back um, to others in your community is like? Yeah. You know, I think some people are like, well, it's just me. Like, you know, I don't know if I really make an impact if I, 
did one thing or another, if I held the door for somebody or if, I don't know, I bought the coffee for the person behind me, like, does that really make an impact? And, you know, there's an African, uh, there's an African proverb that uh, says, like, if you don't think you're, you make a difference, you've never spent a, a night with a mosquito before. Right. And so I think that again, speaks volume to the fact that, you know, when I even did the Venmo challenge, right? Like there are people that were sending me $5 um, and rather than, you know, there are some that were sending me $20 and even more than that. And so collectively when I'm going out and giving these big tips, well, that wasn't just from one person, you know, uh, that was from tens of, you know, 10, 20, 30 people, whatever the fact uh, was, it was um, every little bit that, that, that makes a big difference. And, um, I think, I think that's the thing is like, we can make a difference if we simply just, you know, we, there's an opportunity every single day. I always tell people, you know, when you wake up, the people you interact with, the people that you know, the people that you don't know, um, you can, you either make a, a positive impact on their life or a negative impact on their life. And whether that's just simply smiling at somebody that you might not know, even if you're having a rough day, like that goes a long way. You know, um, there's just a story that, that just came out. Um, I mean, there's always tons of stories when you look for it, right. Of, of just the impact you can make. Um, right. There was a set, this bag set that was, that was lost and it was gotten the news and, uh, it had a deep meaning, um, I believe from, from the, the wife and it was the husband's at some point. And anyway, uh, it was found and returned. And now some people are like, we want to, we want to donate a set to the, to the family that gave it back from this garage sale. Anyway, all of these things, um, can, can add up. And I think it's the same thing, just like, um, you know, when we all could just make a little bit of a difference, it goes a big way in a community. Um, I mean, can you imagine if every single day somebody did one act of kindness, you know, whatever that might look like. Um, what if, uh, every single day we made, um, a $5 donation to a charity, but everybody in your community did that, you know, the difference I made, what if everybody took one hour a week to, uh, volunteer at the boys and girls club, um, or volunteer at the humane society or donate, um, donate food to a food pantry, you know, um, when my wife and I moved to Marshall, I saw this idea of putting up a little free pantry uh, that was in a different state. And this was even before I built before they really popped up during the pandemic. And so I sat on this idea. Right. And, and I'm like, this would be really cool to do when we own a house. And we bought a house at the end of 2019. Well, a good friend of mine helped build this, this, um, this little free pantry. We live right on the main drag. And so we put it up on March 23rd of 2020. So literally a week after COVID hit. And, um, you know, it, it's something that we put out there and we have people donate food in the community. I mean, we live in a small community, less than uh, 3,500 people, I think. And, you know, people donate food and personal hygiene items up on our porch. We weigh it. We sanitize. We just make sure everything's, you know, not expired. It's not open. And then we fill it up every single day out in front of our house. And it's used every single day. Um, and, you know, in two years since putting that up, there's been over, we've had over 16,000 pounds of food and personal hygiene items go out of our little pantry in front of our house. And, again, this is from the, that one person that might decide to donate donate some food um, to the pantry um, that week, you know, 
and so it goes a long way. It's it's when when everyone kind of steps in to to help, uh, and that's why we're able to do. That's why I'm able to do what I do. Um, it's because of the support of so many, and I think uh, this is one of the things I think I've been blessed with is is to find opportunities for people to give back and help, and but at the same time, hopefully reminding them that you know they can do this as well. You know, it's like it was cool doing the Venmo challenge, having a few of my friends that's like, hey, I want to do this. I'm like. Do it exactly, and and then that spawned off, right? I mean, if you think about it, this one gentleman that did it, you know, he ended up giving out I don't know fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, and well, if he didn't post about it, I wouldn't have started mine. And then I saw a couple other of my friends did it. So collectively, just from this one person that decided to post about it and do something, inspired me to do it. And next thing you know, if you think about it collectively, it's probably well over fifty thousand dollars that was given. Because one person decided to post about a way to give back and help others and advocate and people got involved. And um, it's just, yeah, there's just uh, a ton to, to that when it comes to, to giving back and the impact we can make in our community. Yeah, it's, a, it's that ripple effect. You start one thing, it can snowball and uh, just create a ginormous impact in, in there. So that's, that's incredible. Uh, anything else you want to add on Do Good Wisconsin? Uh, man, you know, uh, in terms of do good Wisconsin, no, I mean, we're, you know, we're a young, small nonprofit. We're, but we're still, we're growing. We're looking for opportunities. We have, obviously have ambassadors, which we already talked about that opportunity, and, uh, which is appreciate everyone's support along the way and encourage people to follow us and uh, on social media and, um, find out, you know, we'll share a lot of ways in which, how you can support what we're trying to do. Yeah, I'll make sure to put a link to the website in the description of the podcast. And um, yeah, I did want to talk a little bit about your consulting business. You have uh, in um, intentional purpose consulting. It, it's in that charitable charitable vein. You want to talk about what you're doing there? Yeah. So you know, I, I when I got out of the marketing and sales side of things, I, you know, my heart and my passion was the nonprofit sector. I mean, that's essentially what I got my degree in. And I was a marketing director for a small nonprofit, and then I moved over to a, as a program coordinator for a very large nonprofit. And and then I, after a couple of years there, and several years in the nonprofit sector, I always thought if I got out of the nonprofit sector, you know, what could I do uh, to still make a difference in the community? There's a lot of examples and and uh, that I came across and. Uh, when I was in the nonprofit sector, when I was working and doing asks to to businesses, um, you know, uh, where they were just overwhelmed with donation requests or sponsorships. And it's like, it's the GM and they're trying to run the restaurant and, uh, trying to balance all these things out. But, you know, the asks for all these different charities come in daily and so much, so on and so forth. And I kind of joked around with a friend of mine, uh, who was a general manager and, and he's like, I said, Hey, you need help. I'll, I'll take care of all your charitable stuff. He's like, that would be amazing. Well, it didn't come to fruition there, but, um, but, uh, it kind of, kind of spawned this idea. Right. And then I, I remember going to another establishment for a meeting and somebody came in and said, Hey, two weeks ago I emailed, but I never heard anything back about supporting their event coming up. And, and then there was this other business I knew that always did good things in the community, but they never talked about it uh, and shared it. And, you know, when you look at, especially millennials now and any of the younger generation and whether they're customers now or they will be down the road, like they don't care how good of a service you have or how good of a product they want to know what are you doing in the community and how are you helping others out? 
And, you know, so kind of going off of that, you know, I launched uh, Intentional Purpose Consulting. We're working with businesses, individuals, and organizations and helping them with a lot of their charitable effort and their community outreach. Uh, that can entail a, a whole bunch of things from handling their donation requests and sponsorship requests, finding volunteer opportunities for their employees, uh, doing things internally or externally when it comes to events. Uh, in fact, I've worked with even some nonprofits directly uh, helping them with their events just because of, of needing some assistance and help uh, when it comes to organizing some events. And so uh, this year alone, I think we put on that we're putting on or have put on uh, eight different charity golf outings. And, you know, we have about four or five different gala events this fall uh, that we're helping to organize. And in 2021 alone, the events that we helped and we assisted with raised over $300,000 uh, for uh, nonprofits. And again, some of these, I work with some businesses, but they're like, hey, I want to do a golf outing, but then all the proceeds will benefit a certain charity. And so um, that's the only type of events I work with. Uh, it's got to have a charitable component to it uh, if I'm working directly with a business specifically for an event. So so yeah, so that's been uh, that's been busy. That's been fun. Uh, a lot of you very hev- heavy in the event side of things right now, but um, there's going to be an opportunity here uh, that's coming up uh, for um, businesses to even um, advertise to a lot of these nonprofits uh, that I'm connected with. So if they have a service or a product or something, um, there'll be an opportunity um, that folks can can work with me and, and share what they might be able to do of, of, of a resource of sorts that could uh, a nonprofit might be looking for. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a really cool niche to, to be in and you've got really great experience to lean into. Um, and corporate giving, uh, is like, like you said, it's important, uh, to the, the organization, the employees, people that are looking for jobs. You know, when I was looking for a new job, that was part of what I was looking for is how are these organizations giving back to the communities that they serve? And that's, that's very important. So it's a, a really incredible uh, niche you're in for your consulting company. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So I want to transition to some more fun questions around the state of Wisconsin. If you don't have anything else about uh, Do Good Wisconsin or um, your consulting business. Oh, that sounds good. Let's shoot. All right. So I got three three questions here. First one, uh, what is your favorite restaurant in Wisconsin? Oh, man. Um, this might get you in a little bit of trouble. I know, right? It's... <laughs> I mean, I don't truly have any type of sponsors, really. Uh, but, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I go to a restaurant when I think somewhat fast food to some extent, some could argue it, but it is Culver's. You got to go with Culver's, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, that's uh, it's always a, uh, my go-to, go-to place for sure. Second would be Quick Trip, right? I mean, if we had to go yep. Wisconsin-based stuff, I mean, nowadays it's, I mean, that, that there's so much good stuff there. <laughs> You're right. That was that was one of my guests' answers was Quick Trip. So that, that counts for sure. Uh, second question: What is your favorite event in Wisconsin? Uh, well, I might be a little biased on this a little bit because I do work with them closely, and and that is Broadfest, the world's mm-hmm. largest Broadfest, which is held Memorial Day weekend in Madison. And uh, the awesome part about it is it's raised two point three million dollars for area charities. Um, since it started in 1983, uh, they just celebrated their 40th anniversary festival. 
It's a free festival, free parking, free admission, 75 plus bands, headliners, kid zone, sports zone, um, and a lot of brats. Brats, hot dogs, veggie brats, though, too, uh, corn. And uh, when it's all said and done, volunteers help make this festival run, and their hours turn into a donation. Uh, to a charity that they select, and um, it's it's uh, it's it's an awesome event. It sure is. I when I was working up in Madison, uh, I remember eating brats at you know eight nine o'clock in the morning and uh, supporting a really great cause. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> nothing nothing better to start your morning yep. with some brats. Oh yeah. Uh, last uh, rapid fire question: What or where is your favorite place to hang out in Wisconsin? Oh, great question. Favorite place to hang out. Uh, well, I know my wife and I, we, we, you know, we love to go to the, the terrace, the Union Terrace, um, and, and hang out. But right next to it, there is this picnic point. And so mm-hmm. um, I would definitely say right right in that area is probably one of our favorites. And, and, and my favorite just to be around uh, uh, around water and, and, and kind of in the woods. Um, so, I mean, I'll, that can go down the whole hill of, of places from hiking and, and going up north and you know that's a beautiful thing about wisconsin too is you know being kind of in the busy area especially in madison but but you know not too far away you can go and be in some woods and, and just unplug and you know for as busy as both my wife and i are um you know you got to have that and wisconsin has that which is great mm-hmm. yeah madison's unique in the fact that within 10 minutes you can basically do whatever you want to do from hiking, fishing, boating. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. All right. So I have two final questions here for you. How has Wisconsin helped shape you into who you are today? You know, I guess there's always been that, that thing of, of, from the, the Midwest nice thing, um, to, you know, I, I grew up with a, a faith background and, and I mean, I know that's not necessarily, necessarily a, a Wisconsin thing, uh, so to speak, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's just just the people, uh, I think, in the state uh, when it comes to compassion, empathy, um, people willing to help and support um, and uh, and help others out, you know, and help people that uh, might be going through a lot. I think that says a lot from in Wisconsin and in Madison, um, you know, despite any type of political view, I think, you know, when it comes down to it, just ultimately there's, there's a lot of great kind and, and amazing and incredible people here. And, you know, you, you see everything from the entrepreneurs to uh, businesses, to the hardworking people that, that are just making things happen and, and grinding whatever they're doing. But when it comes down to it, I think just some incredible people that um, just are supportive and helpful and nice and, um, I think that just is what what's helped. You know, it's the same thing for probably growing up when I give the uh, envelope to my mom and dad to go uh, collect some funds, and they just, you know, people got behind that. And um, you know, then a lot of that goes back to my my dad too. You know, from 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 raising me, and uh, obviously my whole family raising me. But uh, you know. Um, my dad always taught me just how to be, you know, being respectful and, and being kind to others and helping people out and people going through a lot more than what you might be going through. But I think a lot of that is from, from, you know, being raised right. But also I think it's, it says a lot about Wisconsin and, and, and those within Wisconsin too, that are, are making a difference and helping people. And, um, and I think there's a lot of, uh, 
services and things out there that I've been able to to learn from and and then again I've been able to uh, be a part of that has changed who I am um, and that I would say a, a very positive and a good way. Yeah, and without those people, the work that you do would be a little more challenging. And so it's it's incredible. Um, I've heard that quite a bit on the podcast. The people here in Wisconsin just uh, are truly incredible. You know, Michael Johnson talked a lot about about that and and whatnot too. So, last question here for you, kind of a big one. I ask every guest on the podcast here ties back into the name Wisco Legacy. When all is said and done, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah, you know, Corey, I think I I think I almost like jumped into this earlier in the podcast and. And that is, is simply right that I, I do want this world to be a better place because I, I'm in it. Um, you know, I want uh, the village of Marshall, where I currently reside, you know, to be a better place because I'm, right, yeah, I'm in it. You know, my wife and I started a, a fundraising event here um, just to bring the community together and to raise funds for local organizations to also look to start a scholarship to that might go to support others. Um that are into philanthropy and giving back and charitable giving that to inspire and hopefully encourage them to continue to do that. And I just hope through a lot of the actions that I've done and, and um, some of, some of these foundational organizations and uh, Venmo challenges that I'm sharing and that hopefully stays and floats out there for a long time, just continues to inspire other people to know that there's a lot more good things happening here and, and um, there's a lot of, of, of great things that we're creating and, and, and impacting others and helping others uh, from teachers to um, organizations around the state. And, and um, yeah, like I said, just truly hope that um, uh, people see that and, and people continue to see that as, as you know, I continue to find ways to uh, piece together uh, programs and, and, and things that uh, will last and be around a lot longer than I will be. You know, with my son now growing up, you know, he's almost two years old and um, just, you know, sees what I'm doing. You know, we have him already trying to help him put things in the our little free pantry out front. So hopefully one day he realizes the impact that that's making in the community. And uh, it'd be interesting to know how long does that stay up, even if, even if we moved and left here, you know, but um, you just never know who you're going to impact, right? I mean, there's been a couple of people I've interacted with that have stopped at the pantry when I've been out front or on the, on the porch. And um, again, just continue to think what we're doing. Uh, and again, I turn around and think the community that makes this all possible when they donate the items. But um, just that simple idea of like, hey, you know, what if we did this? Um, and you just don't know the impact that you're going to make on somebody's life. And it truly can change and it truly can save someone's life. And I think it's something we got to remember. And um, I just hope uh, more people have uh, good days when they're around me and, and, and uh, uh, are happy when they're around me now. And, and hopefully it's something that again kind of lives on for a long time. Yeah, well, keep up the incredible work you're doing. You truly are making an impact. Uh, you and uh, the team at, at Do Good Wisconsin are, are doing just incredible work. So I'm excited for the future of Do Good Wisconsin. And uh, thanks again for joining the podcast. Anything else uh, you want to add before we wrap up here? No, I uh, just appreciate having me on and I appreciate everyone's support. Um, there's always several different ways and things that I have on my social media channels and LinkedIn and all that good stuff that I always love to share and 
you know, I always have a, a ton of ways in which people can give back, whether you want to donate your time, monetarily, things, skill sets. I mean, um, you know, you might have a skill set when it comes to accounting and bookkeeping, which, hey, we, hey, we could use for Do Good Wisconsin regardless. Uh, share, uh, you know, feel free to reach out to me um, and reach out to us and um, you can find some, some great things and, and ways in which you can give back. And I'm happy to share uh, different ways and the things, the organizations I volunteered for in other countries and um, just encourage people to reach out. And um, again, just remember that uh, you can make a difference uh, no matter who you are, no matter what you're going through and no matter where you came from. Um, or where you're going, you know, we have an opportunity again, once again, to, to make a difference in the lives of everybody we come in contact with every single day. Um, even when things might not be going your way, um, you know, uh, you can still make a, a big difference in the lives of others. Absolutely. That's great. Well, thank you, Eric, for joining Wisco Legacy. Thanks, Corey. What a great episode with Eric Salzweddle. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining Wisco Legacy. The work that you're doing with Do Good Wisconsin is truly incredible. If you want to hear more about Do Good Wisconsin, head out to dogoodwisconsin.com. They have events and ways to donate and participate in the work that they do out there. If you like this podcast, head on out to wherever you listen to podcasts. You you can also watch this on YouTube. Uh, Follow us and subscribe to us so you can get these uh get notifications for these episodes and rate and review us wherever you listen that truly helps us out a lot thanks again for tuning in to wisco legacy